you are listening to episode 55 of Keep Blooming. This is your host, Liz Montigny. Today's guest is Tammy McCarthy. Tammy is a Catholic homeschooling mom of five who strives to gather people at the banquet table of the Lord through her personal story and experiences. She blogs about marriage, parenting, and her faith journey, and is excited about her newest projects on the horizon. Tammy's website, her blog, is at whispersofloveandfaith.com, and she goes by the same name on Instagram. Now, some of the things we talked about in this conversation about partnering with the Holy Spirit and living in the present moment is pockets of silence, sisterhood over competition. How do we level out being and doing in motherhood and holy encounters in the everyday? And I have to say, I've been so amazed with how the Holy Spirit is working on this podcast because as you may know, if you've been listening to the podcast, I started these uh, series of interviews um, when I returned uh, from vacay back in August, and these have been recorded months ago, these interviews. Yet when I keep sharing them, you know, just in order that they were done, and it's just been so timely for me in my life, some of the topics that we have been covering, and especially uh, this, and especially on that silence piece. So last month I went on a silent retreat and Father Mike Schmidt in one of his daily minute homilies on Hallow um, has a great way to think of silence. Silence magnifies. When you're silent, you discover what's been there all along without any distraction. So that's why it can feel uncomfortable. Silence is in the waiting, and it also magnifies and purifies faith. And I just have to just say yes to all of that. And I think that you'll hear that in Tammy's story too. And, you know, I mentioned we also were talking about holy encounters in the everyday, and I just want to emphasize that you being in the present moment being with your family, being in your work, whatever it is, God is always there. You don't have to feel like you can only do that at the Adoration Chapel, or you can only do that in church on Sunday. That's not what it's meant to be. And I think Tammy gives some great examples on how we can, you know, have those holy encounters in the everyday. So let's get growing and keep blooming. Tired of overthinking your next step? Do you want simple steps to level up your mind, body, and spirit? Or maybe you need some inspiration to reach your goal. Then you've tuned into the right podcast. This is Keep Blooming, and I'm your host, Liz Montigny. Each week, I'll encourage you to drop the hustle mentality for hope and act on the dreams God has put on your heart. Like you, I'm doing all the things as a Catholic, a wife, a mom to three boys, and a licensed Ziegler coach. So let's get growing and keep blooming. Hello, my lovely listeners. This is Liz Montigny, and you're listening to Keep Blooming. I have another wonderful guest on the show today, Tammy McCarthy. Tammy, welcome. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here. Tammy is a blogger, and I will tell you about Tammy. She is a Catholic homeschooling mom of five who strives to gather people at the banquet table of the Lord. I love that. Uh, this is through her personal story and experiences. She blogs about marriage, parenting, and her faith journey, and is excited about her newest projects on the horizon. So Tammy, what we heard a little bit about it there, but what do you love to write about? When I first started blogging, I was blogging under chasing time and drinking wine. And ah. it was it was just like, you know, a young mom, and I was sharing um, parenting tips, and I had a, a lot of homeschool friends who would just ask me the same questions over and over again. And I just decided, you know what, I probably could just do a couple blogs on this. And it would just reach a lot of people, you know, pretty quickly. And so I would blog. Um, it wasn't as, as like strictly faith-based, 
it was just a lot about like parenting and marriage and some practical tips. In the past three years, I had felt I had this experience with the Lord in mass. And um, I had always struggled with the story of the prodigal son. And I struggled with like what character I was in that story because mm-hmm. I'm a cradle Catholic. I've had a very strong relationship with the Holy Spirit since I was about 11 and I had never wandered. And so I'm like, oh Lord, please tell me I'm not the older brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it had been in the back of my mind every time this came up, you know, I would always just kind of have that lump in my throat, like, oh. I can't, like the Holy Spirit's not speaking to me about this. And one day I happened to be at mass and it was right before the priest got up and gave his homily. And the Holy Spirit does this to me. It'll like, I'll get like just a one line and then 30 seconds of really fast explanation. And out of nowhere, this had nothing to do with the readings. The Holy Spirit said, Tammy, you are the older brother. Mm. And he said, you've always dined at my banquet table, Hmm. but you haven't invited others. Wow. And it was just this, like, you know, I was so focused on the fact that I was so afraid of being like the selfish one, you know, the one that like indulged Mm -hmm. and like the Lord really showed it to me in a different perspective. He said, it was more of like a, don't you want others to receive what you're receiving? Like, don't you want that for other people? Mm-hmm. And it was the first time I had a real, I felt like there was a real mission placed on everything I was doing. Um, yeah, that's very clear, you know, what the mission is from that. And, and I like to say that too, when I, when I share with people how I got to coaching and, and on all that stuff is just now that I've found some like key tools to help me, I just want to help people do it faster and better than I did. <laughs> So I like this sense of your idea of now you got to let people in on this. And yeah. that is the mission because that's, that's a vulnerable place. You have to put yourself out there and you have to put invitations out there, which I'm sure are not always accepted. It went yeah. from me kind of sharing little bits of my family to me sort of having these like, you know, Tammy talks where I would get on and I would share my heart about, about things. Mm-hmm. And then I moved doing like the readings of the day. Um, cause I really wanted to get into scripture. So I started doing the readings of the day and doing short reflections, um, a couple of times a week on that. And then in the past year I have, um, redone my Instagram and my blog. Um, I now blog under whispers of love and faith. And, and that really was kind of to further this concept of like the banquet table as the Holy spirit was saying to me, you know, we, the Holy spirit kind of speaks in whispers yeah. and there's so much noise always in our ears around us. And so I wanted this to kind of be a place where people could get like just nuggets of truth. And it would just be such a, you know, a light compared to how we can be just so overwhelmed by the darkness sometimes. Mm, love to bounce around some ideas on that. So before we go there, for those of you who've been listening a bit, you know, I like to share a scripture passage uh, so that we can root our conversations in truth. And um, I've been asking my guests to pick their favorites and it's been really beautiful um, to see the differences, but also the similarities. Um, and so Tammy, you have selected Isaiah 49, six. I will make you a light to the nations that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. You're certainly being the light. right? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think it's always beautiful when you, when you kind of give the Holy spirit, the opportunity to really kind of run with something in leadership. Mm -hmm. And for me, I try to pick a different, um, scripture verse for the year for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I typically do Jen Fulweiler's like word of the year. Right. And and then I pray on another word to come alongside that. In my prayer time, I always do a scripture verse for the year. And then I look to see, it's really beautiful how the Lord will pull that scripture verse apart into different components. So in that scripture verse that you're talking about, it's like, sometimes it's the word light. Sometimes it's the ends of the earth, the concept of that, of like far reaching. Yeah. The idea of 
you know, of salvation, like what, what I'm presenting to people, you know, the truth of what I'm offering, the Holy Spirit can just take different opportunities to kind of go deeper in different parts. You know, it's so amazing with scripture, you can have one line and there's going to be so many words and just images in there that you can take with you for a whole year. And, you know, friends, you're listening, uh, you know, we're recording this ahead of time, but you're listening to it at the end of the year. So I love this idea of a scripture passage for the year, because as Tammy said, and as I'm sure a lot of you have done, you know, there's always this word of the year buzz. I, I like to look at that as well, but um, I love this idea of a scripture passage for the year. So thanks for sharing that. Yeah, so we'll come back to that at the end of our conversation. It's always great to hear it the second time around based on, based on what we touch on. So, you know, what you said about the Holy Spirit speaks in whispers, but we live in such a noisy world. And then also you talked about inviting the Holy Spirit in, you know, just giving him that opportunity to lead you. And those are two really great things I'd love to hear more about from you. So I I have said this before in the podcast and in my writings and such, um, we do live in a really noisy world. And I think it's, it's it's an excellent tool of the enemy, because as you said, the Holy Spirit's quiet and you have to get quiet you know, to, to have that relationship. So if the enemy can distract you visually, audibly, you know, everything that's good. (laughs) Right. So, so talk to me a little bit about how was this quiet time, you know, something that was always a part of you or did it grow, you know, over time or how did that come to be in your relationship with the Holy Spirit? So this is a really funny story and it, it really encompasses a lot of the, the childlike playful relationship I have with the Holy Spirit. So I was praying for Lent, what I was going to give up and I was in adoration and I felt like the Lord say to me, what I want you to do is I want you to find pockets of quiet in your day. And I was like, that sounds easy, you know? And then I was like, and what else? And the Lord was like, that's it. And I'm like, well, you know, like I'm not giving up anything. Like it, it just, for me, it felt like, um, it kind of, it kind of felt like I was failing Lent. If that mm. makes sense. Mm. You know, I think we, we have this, like this part of us that's like, feels like we have to be, uh, doing so much. Yeah. And I, I think that's probably one of the biggest things that the Holy Spirit has been trying to work on me with is that mm-hmm. I tend to want to pack my backpack and he wants to give me like a small purse. Right. I love that. You know? Mm-hmm. So for Lent, I was, I was like, okay, well then I'm going to really delve into this idea. And so I kind of sat my family down and I talked to them and I said, listen, I don't want to scare anybody. <laughs> so this is what's happening. And at the time I had young children. Um, right now I have like teens. Yeah. But I had, I had young children. And I said, listen, mom for let mom is going to take quiet moments of my day. So it might be that you come through the room and I'm just sitting on the couch and my eyes are closed and I'm just being with God. So I would, I would go shopping and then I would turn the car on and then I would sit for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I just kept introducing these pockets where I like re like, I like it's like, I kind of call back the Holy spirit back into my day with me. Yeah. And it was sort of like that best friend that you keep texting throughout the day and you keep kind of sharing your day with them. Mm-hmm. That's how it was. And what I began to realize the more that I did this through Lent is how much I needed it. Yeah. How much I needed to just every once in a while, just like shut down. Mm-hmm. because I was, had been struggling so much. And it's always interesting how our prayers line up with like what the Lord is asking of us. It's like an answer to our prayer, but we don't know it. Mm-hmm. And I had been praying. I had so much mom guilt about, you know, be like lashing out and being frustrated and, you know, not enough moments in the day. And I just, I wanted more for my children because I wanted more from myself. Yeah. And so that had been my prayer. And I felt like the Holy Spirit's like, instead of doing more, you need to do less and you need to kind of come to me and like be refreshed so you can take on those moments. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's probably the what came out of it the most for me. And that was to this day, the best Lent that I've had. That is fantastic. And, you know, you said some things there that really resonated. When is, um, especially in the last few Lents, I've always felt like, you know, Lent is not always about taking away. Sometimes it's about adding in. And I can totally see how you would be surprised. Like, why, why am I being asked to do that? Like, that doesn't seem like giving up something, you know? And you also said something else in there in your story about doing all the things and, uh, you know, you had little children. And I think a lot of us feel like when we want to do better for ourselves, for our family, we feel like we have to do something more when in most cases, it's about doing less and simplifying, like you said, said. And so I love that the Holy Spirit walked you to, hey, you need to find pockets of time and and just be with me. And I think that's so great because it also probably showed you that you do have the time. And I hear that from so many, you know, clients that I worked with, it's like, well, I don't really have time for this. Well, I don't believe you. (laughs) You do have time. No, it's about what you're prioritizing and if you are trying to transform and make a shift then you are going to have to take a hard look at what you're doing and make some changes you also said something great in there is that you know even though you had little kids you communicated it with them some of us can kind of run over or skip that part but you want to be able to let them in on what you're trying to do especially especially in a situation as a mom of young children, you, you have to communicate it with your spouse and with the kids that can kind of get it of just, this is how it's going to be. I'm trying it out. And I just wanted you to know, you know, because they'll, they'll catch on. When I was, when I had my young children, there were certain people that would always say things like, oh, well, you think that, you know, wait till you have teens. And it was like this phase of my life that I was really afraid of. Like I was, afraid of having teens Mm. and coming on the other side of that and you know I have a my daughter will be a sophomore at Franciscan and I have a 17 year old and a 16 year old and a 13 year old and an 11 year old and I'm you know completely in the pocket of of like parenting teens I love it Mm. and I just and for me it's like if I can express to those parents who have the young children who are hearing about how horrible, you know, it is to have teens. One of the biggest things that I did for my children was number one, to always communicate with them, to always like invest in what they wanted to share with me. Like, what would you like to share with me? And I tell young moms time and time again, you know, when you're sitting there and you're listening to like the fourth, you know, rendition of a play or like, this is like the third Lego contraption you've watched being built. You know, those are like, they're going into the savings account of them being teenagers. She never shut me up. She always listened to stuff I said. She always made time for me. So now when I have these really big life issues, yeah, that's who I'm going to talk to about them. Mm. And so I've been able to just really been so blessed with my relationship with my teens that now granted they're teenagers, you know, they, they say some things that are disrespectful. They fight for their own independence. They, you know, you're raising many adults and you have to see that that way. You have to see it as like, they are trying to learn how to adult and I can come alongside them and say, Hey, So I understand what you're trying to do here, but you're failing miserably at it. Mm -hmm. And instead, you're really upsetting your dad and I. Mm. Because I think what you're trying to do here is show us that you, you know, have this under control and that you have this independence, but here's how it's looking. Instead of coming to us and saying, can we do this differently? You're not following the rules. Mm -hmm. And so that's right. So I think just like having this rapport where it's, you know, you're communicating, it feeds into those teen years. And then you get this relationship where you, you can continue to walk alongside them in their face. 
some of the things I think about sometimes is just motherhood community as a whole. It's like, I wish we would stop telling one another that, you know, there's terrible twos. I didn't think the twos are terrible. You know, there's, you know, the teenagers are going to be horrible. It's like, it's not that they're horrible. And I'm not saying it's not challenging in these different phases, but it's different. It's just different. And I, you know, so that word horrible has to be replaced with something else. Just a little soapbox of mine. But anyway. Well, you know, I think, I think sometimes like what I've, what I've realized is when people are saying things like that, really what they're saying is I'm struggling in my current state. True. True. And so rather than just to be able to say, this is hard for me, yeah. it's just wait, just wait till you get here. <laughs> and there's this, there's this sort of like, it kind of like creates this fear when really I think, you know, and this is another kind of soapbox that I have is, you know, I try so much to encourage women when I public speak, I do a lot more speaking on Instagram than I ever did before. Cause I used to just blog yeah. my thoughts. But then what I started to realize is, is that people feel, they can feel my compassion when I speak, you know? And so the Lord was showing me like, no, you have to get out in front of people because you have this ability to kind of compassionately speak to people about the areas where they're feeling hurt and they're feeling wounded. And it's especially with women, man, we fight so hard for a place like at the table Mm -hmm. that we forget that those are all people who we need in sisterhood yeah you know so it's like I'm worried I'm too worried about like pulling my chair up do I do I look appropriate how's my makeup is somebody judging me for the seat that I picked like we we think about all that stuff instead of just like moving our vision out and being like, wow, look at all these amazing people that are in my community. Like, look at all these amazing people that I could learn from. So yeah. rather than being frustrated by Mary's organized home and, and feel like less of a person, mm-hmm. I'm going to talk to Mary about that. Like, right. Mary, I'm really struggling with this. How do you do it? How do you, exactly. Could you give me some like tips? Can you give me some, uh, you know, yeah. and then Mary doesn't become your, your villain. Right. <laughs> in your head, like Mary walks alongside you in sisterhood and helps you in an area that's, that's tough for you. Yeah. And I think that we combat Satan by not allowing him to make us enemies. Exactly. And it's in such a much more interesting conversation and community building moment, as you say, to, to just be honest and have that, that authentic conversation rather than put it as you know, this is just a, you know, wait and see kind of moment and you'll see how hard it is. And, and just to come back to, well, you know, I'm actually struggling in this area. You know, what do you think about this? Um, that's why yeah. I think it, uh, it is also so important. I have friends of all ages and I actually love it because I love hearing the different perspectives. So when you're talking about, you know, your relationship with the Holy Spirit and giving the Holy Spirit the opportunity to lead, And I love that because there's, there's so many areas. I mean, you don't have to have a blog or be speaking or, or doing it or homeschooling to let the Holy Spirit lead you. Right. So talk to me a a little bit about what that has looked like in your life. Like, you know, before you were, you know, when you weren't letting the Holy Spirit lead versus now, what has changed for you? Well, I think, you know, the, the monks kind of like to talk about the there's this dichotomy that we fight, right? It's the, the, the act of being versus doing. And that we're supposed to actually, it's kind of like the scales of justice. We're supposed to be striving to kind of be in our existence and then also kind of do. And I think some of us have a propensity to be more beers or be more doers. And then we kind of have to figure out like how to you know level the playing field. Yeah. And what I was realizing is that for a long time, in in my motherhood that I was making myself feel bad that I wasn't a doer Mm. you know that I would have these moments where I would sit with my kids and we would read tons of books or we would cuddle on the couch or we would you know do all these things and so I started creating these like list of things to do you know and my list was always so long 
And I just mm-hmm. always felt like I could never get it done. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of like the big joke. Like I would be like, what version of me wrote this list, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and like what the Holy Spirit like made me realize is that was the backpack that I was like trying to pack mm. and that I was trying to carry. Yeah. And I did that for so long. And then I would go to bed and I would, you know, do this examination of conscience and I would try to go through my day, you know, and I would just always feel like the moments that were the most precious to me were, you know, I went on a walk with so-and-so or when I cuddled on the couch with this child and I was realizing I just, I enjoyed that. I, I yeah. enjoyed things that I didn't put on my list, but that they were these like kind of beautiful, holy encounters, mm. you know, that had their own fruits of it. Yeah. but they didn't make the thing to do list. Mm-hmm. And so in a way I was saying those aren't important. Mm-hmm. And so what the Holy Spirit helped me to do and helped me to see was that I needed to make my list with him mm-hmm. and I needed to make my list. And then I needed to be open. And I, I pray this a lot when I do the readings of the day, when I, when I'm finishing up, and I just, I pray for holy encounters you know, for those who are listening, like, and I pray for holy encounters over your life. Like I I pray for you to have these moments when you, you recognize that like Christ is in this moment with me. If I'm bandaging a knee, if I'm, you know, having, I'm rocking out in my car with my teenager, but like, I'll never, I'll never be able to get this moment back. Mm -hmm. And that's what we kind of have to look at. And we have to, we have to, to kind of, work with the Holy Spirit and say, okay, what would you like me to get done today? And I've done that. I include that in my prayer time. And there's been times when I've, when I've prayed, I give my, I try to give myself like three things that I think I really need to get done. So it's like three things that are really important. And then I sit in prayer and I'm like, okay, Lord, like, what would you have for me today? And a lot of times the Lord will bring a child to mind. You know, it's like, Hey, how about some time with this one? because they've really been struggling in this area, you know, so what can you do? Hey, can you come in here and wash these strawberries while I make dinner? I want to see how your play practice went. You know, it's like, just like having these little moments where you separate them from your other children and they get to have the attention. Mm. They get the one-on-one time. Yeah. And, and I also noticed that with my teenagers, you know, you start to learn the personalities of each one of them. And I recognized that my one daughter would only talk to me when, after we were at the grocery store or we ran a few errands. Mm-hmm. So for her, it looked like, hey, I got to make these returns at Marshall's. Will you come with me? Right, right. And then it was like, we talked on the way there. Then we talked on the way back, mm-hmm. you know, and she kind of just like gave me a look and maybe we stopped and got like a candy bar or something, you know, but it wasn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't a big thing. Right. It was a big thing to her. It was something she was going to remember. And I think that that's the part of us that, you know, we'll never kind of look back and say, man, I wish I, I wish I didn't spend so much time being with my kid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? So I think, that's, I think that's the role that I see like the Holy Spirit has been playing so much in my life has been one of this line came to me once in prayer. Like the Lord said to me, where I have you feet, your feet planted is where I want you. And so it's like, if I'm in the kitchen, that's where I am. And so, you know, whoever comes into me, that's where I am. I'm in those moments. And I can't let my mind think about like what I'm doing next week or what I want to do, because I'm missing all those opportunities for grace in the moment. And so I think, I think it's hard. It, it's definitely hard. It's hard to, to slow down your mind um, and to be present, but the fruits are there. Yes, absolutely. Christy B. Wright, um, I, I think that's her middle name. Anyway, um, she wrote, uh, take back your time. One of the big takeaways from that is this concept of make sure your mind and your feet are in the same place. If you're in the kitchen, please be in the kitchen. <laughs> you know, if you're yeah. out with your children, be out with your children. Don't be thinking about the other 50 things you're supposed to be doing. And it is, I think, especially with our culture and the pressure that we put on ourselves, I think it is really hard to be present. So 
So I love that, um, you know, just reminder to, to do that, be, be where you are. Uh, the kids notice it, everyone notices it. <laughs> so. And I think, you know, I think we all have, you know, our, our wounded past. We all yeah. have, you know, we all have things from, you know, from our parents that we want to break the cycle on, you know, things that we want to do differently. And, you know, one of the things for me is I, I grew up hearing a lot of words like, you know, you know, well, that's disrespectful, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you don't talk to me like that. And I, and I kind of, there was this sort of fear tactic that came yeah. in and, you know, having teens, there's been a couple of times, you know, where I have, you know, gotten into arguments like with my son, who's, you know, an Irish hothead and I just have one boy and, um, and I'll just, you know, I'll just be like, okay, I just need a second. And the first couple of times I started to do that, it would like trigger him. Mm. And he would be like, I hate when you do that. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, I, I, it's like, you're, what you're telling me is that you're no longer in the conversation. And I was like, wow, like, that's interesting because what he's communicating is that what I'm using to soothe myself is actually, he's thinking something different. Mm -hmm. And I just looked at him and I said, do you know why I do that? And he was like, no. And I said, because I'm angry and I don't want to lash out on you. And so I'm trying to calm myself in internally. I'm trying to like, really like pray in that moment. I'm not trying to shut you out. In fact, I'm trying to further engage in my conversation with you. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm, I'm wounded, you know, like, I don't want to be the mom. That's just like, because I said, so you're grounded, go to your room. Right. <laughs> right. You know? I'm like, I'm trying to be in this moment with you, but in this moment, looks like me taking a breath sometimes. And it looks like me saying, don't react to things, to the anger that's welling up with you. Take a breath, pray in the spirit, and now really think about what you're going to say, because you have prayed not to be reactive. Mm -hmm. And so for you to not be reactive, you have to actually not react. Yeah. Well, you, you have to take that pause. I talked a lot about on the podcast before about reacting to your day versus responding to your day or in relationships. And, and you're right. That is something that you, you have to rewire and it's mm-hmm. not easy to do, but you, it's, it's a really good point that you do have to take that time to pause. And the more you do it, the easier it comes. So right. it's, it's like, but anything. I, had a really, I had a really profound experience with that in the Holy spirit. And I've had several different times in my life where I've had pretty profound experiences and I was in a a, a disagreement with the same son and I found myself getting so upset and then I just felt like what felt like a physical hand push against my chest and calm me and it was like my eyes kind of got big because I felt it like I felt this sensation just go through my whole body and it was like the first time like the Holy Spirit had intervened and had been like you have prayed for this Mm. So now I'm going to, I'm going to activate this in you, yes. you know, I'm going to calm you from within because this is an ardent desire of yours is not to be this way. Yeah. And I just remember feeling like the heaviness of it and it just completely calmed me. And I kind of had to take a second. I remember telling my husband when he got home from work, I said, the most profound thing happened. And it really, it, it was life-changing Wow. in how, cause I, for the first couple of times that we would get in those arguments, I would go back to that moment, mm-hmm. you know, of like what that felt like to, to be calmed. Yes. And, and that's a really good point. Cause you know, we're not always going to all have those kinds of moments, but you know, you were graced with that and listeners, um, as you're hearing Tammy's story, what if you just envision that when you take that pause, just that hand on your heart, kind of moment. And maybe that helps you with the, with the calm. So I think that's a great visual, Tammy, you know, even if, you know, people aren't having those moments, those, those uh, holy moments, but even when you, you add that physical change to something that you do 
you know, that you're in a habit with, even if you just change something around physically with it, it can help you break that cycle. So Tammy, I would, you know, I know you're homeschooling and you're blogging and, you know, we're doing this, you know, in between your, your stuff at work. So how, you know, I'm sure people are wondering how is Tammy being so present and able to have these moments um, through all this? So tell me what a, a typical day looks like for you. I am a night owl mm-hmm. and um, I have always loved being a night owl. And that was something that hopefully one day I can kind of get back to because now I'm kind of quasi because, you know, when you have toddlers you and babies, you can't really be a night owl. No. You just don't yeah. have that option. So my day typically starts around seven. Right now, I'm currently not like schooling anybody, you know, because mm-hmm. we're, we're here for the summer, but I typically start my day, kind of get ready for the day. Um, at eight o'clock, I do the readings of the day on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So um, that typically is about a half an hour. Yeah. And then where you see me sitting right now is my work desk. Yeah. This is my favorite print right here. Have you ever seen this print before? That's beautiful. Tammy is pointing to this beautiful print of um, Mary comforting Eve. And Eve has the serpent wrapped around her leg and Mary is stepping on it. And I believe in the picture also, Eve has her hand on Mary's belly. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's such a beautiful picture. Yeah. Well, and it's, and, and the concept is Mary, Eve is holding the apple. So that's like the fruit of her decision. And then Mary is holding her belly, which is like the fruit of her decision. Mm -hmm. So it's beautiful. Um, but I'm, I'm sitting here at my home office. So I, I do the readings of the day and then I, I go to my remote job and um, I, I love the fact that the Lord kind of placed me into a job that allows me flexibility. Um, I work 40 hours a week, Mm -hmm. but you know, that, that depending on the day, you know, I could work a few hours and then I have to like, take this child into therapy or, you know, Mm -hmm. I promised this child that they go to a pool party. And so I'm constantly right. um, Cozy that like family app is like my best friend. Yes. (laughs) So, um, so I just do a lot of, you know, I'm constantly like checking and, you know, even to the point where like when I'm putting in and this, like when I'm putting in an appointment, I'm like, you're taking this car, this child's taking this car. And it's like, you know, you just want your house to kind of kind of run well. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I don't, I think one of the things that when you were asking about is I don't let things bleed into other things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like when I start my readings of the day, that's all I do. I right. don't do my work. I don't worry about my work. I don't start my work until after all that's done. I'm mm-hmm. fully invested in what the Lord is putting in front of me, the scripture the Lord's putting in front of me. Mm-hmm. And I have been asked by the Holy Spirit not to like review the readings. So I just kind of open them and it's just kind of a, a, a neat experience to not really know what we're going to talk about or, you know, what the focus is for the day. And then I go into my work environment, but my, because of what I do, I don't do a lot. I don't do a lot of calls. I just do a lot of scheduling. Mm-hmm. So my, my rim's a revolving door. You know, I have teams that will come through and sit on my bed and talk about things. I break and go downstairs and play with, I have a Shiba Inu, so I'll play with her a little bit and Mm -hmm. throw laundry in. You know, I just try to be present wherever I am. Yeah. And I try to make sure that my kids understand that like the job falls second to them. Mm -hmm. So, and I explain that to them that I have to carve out time for this job because uh, my husband and I are kind of switching roles. Yeah. He, um, had some mental health struggles. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of in this, you know, role switching. And so I've been really, you know, with my kids, I've been saying, listen, if you want me present, here's how you can come alongside me. You need to put everything, you know, in our app. I want to be there for you. And yeah. I want to choose you first. So that requires you to let me know what you have going on so I can choose you. And then I can work later, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. And my, my 11 year old struggled with that for a bit. Like she struggled with, you know, a couple of the nights that I was working until about seven, Yeah, you know, she came up and, and she explained that. And I said, well, you know, tomorrow when you go to your pool party for two hours and I'm there with you and I have to work late, you won't think about that mm. because I was present to you just like I was present to the other kids, Yeah, you know? So I think 
you know, for me, it's just a matter of my expectations for myself, mm-hmm. talking with my husband about what his expectations are for, for us as well. Because yeah. I think sometimes as women, our expectations for what we can get done are often ridiculous. Right. So, you know, being able to sit with my husband and say, like, I can't get to this or I'm, that can't be done till the weekend or I'm going to need you to be okay with takeout this night. And, you know, this is sort of what's on our schedule. I think, you know, my biggest thing is, um, is I just over-communicate. Like mm-hmm. I'm a very big communicator and it's yeah. like, I always want people to understand that in a perfect world, I wouldn't have to work and you know, yeah. we could always just hang out and, you know, and have our fun. But I think the biggest thing for me right now, um, I've said this before with my children, the word for my home is I'm trying to regulate my home. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to regulate the heart of my home. Mm-hmm. Like I tell the kids like chores and stuff like that. That's just one of the fruits of the heart of our home. But when yeah. the heart of our home is struggling, we yeah. see it. So we see it in messy dishes and late nights and attitudes and we have to kind of come back and say, what's wrong with the heart of our home? Like, where is everybody, yeah. you know? And, and, and we have to kind of like have a family meeting and kind of really hone in on what's going on, where everybody is. And like, you know, kind of mentally, like, where's everyone struggling and how do we kind of come alongside everybody? And mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's, I think that's probably the biggest thing, yeah. that I, especially with having teens because they they can be so like hormonal and emotions or mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. is like always doing that heart check. Like, yeah. Hey, where is everybody? Yeah. Yeah. And that's a really good point of managing expectations, being honest about <laughs> what can actually get done. And I love this idea of regulating the home. Like, like you said, like if the place is trashed and everybody's on edge, okay, uh, guess what? (laughs) We need to make an adjustment. So, so Tammy, we've talked about so many things that I think will just help, you know, our listeners just think about not only their home life, their family life, how they communicate with one another. So I really thank you for that. And I love how your, what the Holy Spirit told you, your invitation to, you know, invite the people to the table. I can totally see that in what you're saying in terms, especially in terms of when you're going live on Instagram and doing readings, it's like, I listen to the daily gospel every day as well, but I don't go live and do readings of it. You know, when you see like problems in your own life, when you have things that you kind of want to work on for yourself. Yeah. And for me, it was, you know, I wasn't reading scripture a lot Mm -hmm. and I wasn't really, you know, delving into it. And I started with the walking with purpose, one of those books with yeah. a, a group of women. And we really just got into those books and into scripture. And, you know, I just started to realize like, man, I, I really want to raise children who know scripture. Like mm-hmm. I want to raise children who, um, you know, when I'm, when I'm discussing something with them, like I throw in scripture, you know, I have different children that have different scripture verses that I've kind of declared over their life. And it's like, you know, I'll remind my son when we're having a, you know, a disagreement, I'll be like, you know, to Timothy, we've talked about this one seven, you know, the Lord did not create like, you know, a spirit of cowardice, but of self-control. And, you know, I'd like, it's like you, you want them to know that scripture is living word. And so if that's where my heart is, and that's what the Lord's saying to me, I'm like, well, why wouldn't I want this for other people? Like, why wouldn't I move this beyond myself and go, there's probably some moms who don't have the opportunity to open up scripture and do this, but they can put their earbuds in and they can go on a walk and they can put this in, or they could be, you know, sitting there nursing a baby that's sleeping in an earbud and they're hearing the readings of the day. And so these are things that I can do to reach out to that mom who might not be able to sit with her Bible herself, but she can be fed the living word in the same way that I am. Yes. Kind of provides an opportunity. So I think it's, you know, it's kind of like problem solving through the Holy Spirit. You're like, right. I see need. How can I come into this need in a way that is like, is, isn't you using me as an instrument? Yes. And, and also in a way that's not, you know, um, it's interesting because I, I shared this with you for a second, for a reason. 
Yeah. When I open up scripture and I do the readings of the day, I don't read them ahead of time. Mm. And there's a reason I don't read them ahead of time. It's because I am not, um, it's not something that I'm trying to look like educated with. It's right. not something I'm trying to present this, you know, study on. Mm-hmm. It's I'm allowing the Holy Spirit to be in that moment, in that holy space with us and bring up concepts and bring up, you know, real life thoughts that yeah. come just opening up scripture. And sometimes I get off and I'm just like, wow, I can't believe we talked about that today, mm-hmm. you know, but mm-hmm. it's, it's amazing to me because what it, what it is, is it takes away that pride. It takes yeah. away that, like that arrogance level of like, I prepped, I'm ready. I right. know it's right. not, it's exactly the opposite. It's like a vulnerability. Yeah. It's listen, I'm going to open the Bible. I'm going to read this. And I'm going to expect you to show up and tell mm-hmm. me what you want me to say yeah. and who you want me to say it to. And I'm going to expect this to be life-giving because this is what you do. Yeah. And so, so that's, that for me is like the way the Holy Spirit can kind of come alongside me and allow me to, to be an instrument and at the same time be like, it's not me. Like, right. <laughs> you know, it's, right. it's nothing that I do to get in that situation. It's purely the ability to say, I'm an instrument. I'm here. What yeah. do you have for people? Yeah. I mean, the Holy Spirit can do a lot more with your humble and obedient heart than, <laughs> than you fighting against it, you know? So um, that's fantastic. So um, Tammy, before we find out how to catch your daily readings and all that stuff, I want to go back to our scripture passage. And again, uh, friends, this is Isaiah 49, 6. I will make you a light to the nations that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. And now I'm looking at that second line, you know, the second half of that phrase, which is like you said, reach to the ends of the earth, right? Like here you are, you're a homeschooler, a blogger, and now you're reading scripture on this worldwide platform, right? I mean, we just don't know where God's going to take us. It's, it's, um, so exciting and rather than questioning every moment of it just go along with it and see what happens right well I was telling my husband the other day when I was going live that there was this um this gentleman whose name was Naeem and he was from Pakistan yeah and he was literally just writing as I was sharing the readings of the day and what I tend to do is I tend to pray over the time before I start the readings and like invoke the Holy spirit. And then at the end I'll take, like, I'll, I'll pray for specific things, you know? And so he had asked me to pray for him and to pray for his country. And, um, I got off the call and I kind of looked at my husband and I said, I just prayed with a man in Pakistan. Right. Like, And all I did was show up and do the same thing that I do every day. Yeah. And so like, that is that scripture verse. Yeah. Now that somebody in Pakistan can, can feel like, can feel my prayers, you know, can feel unified in, in the faith in a way that's, you know, there's so many times where um, so many people that I follow were kind of making their, making their exit from social media, Mm. you know? I just kept feeling like the Lord was saying to me, you know, this isn't about numbers. It's not about numbers. It's not about followers. It's about like your willingness to just show up. Yeah. So, you know, with that, that has constantly been my mentality is like, Lord, if one person, like if one person gets on the readings and feels like they had a holy encounter with you or that there was like a word that pierced them for that like entire day. Who am I to stand between that? You know, who am I to stand between someone's opportunity to really experience the Holy Spirit in a profound way? Because I'm tired yeah. <laughs> you know, because yeah. I had a late night because I don't feel like, you know, getting up and like, and showing up. And so that's, that is what inspires me as well it's just mm-hmm. like there's so many times in my life where I have been afforded the grace of having people message me and say this was just what I needed to hear today or mm-hmm. you said this and I 
I actually listened to the readings that you did three weeks ago, but it was just what I needed today. Right. Also, we just look at like, there's perpetual fruits from, you know, from the work that, that we do. And so I just try to keep showing up. You know, people talk about like, what's your perfect heaven? Like, how do you envision heaven? Uh Like for me, like heaven for me is like being able to like meet people who I've never met who say like, because you did this, you know, like, like I'm like the six degrees of separation for you. Yeah. But because you said this, this person said this, and then this person messaged me and that saved me from the situation. Exactly. Exactly. You know, like where the tentacles have can go, you know, when we're, when we're doing the work of the Lord. So I know we're going to find all that out someday. (laughs) Amazing. So Tammy, tell us how, where do we find your blog? You know, what's the Instagram, all that good stuff. So it's pretty simple. It's all under the same thing. So it's whispers of love and faith.com. That's my blog. And then on Instagram, it's the same thing. It's whispers of love and faith. I am pretty consistent with my 8am daily readings of the day. Um, Sometimes I just, I try to share um, a Sunday reflection from like the gospel. You can also see in my Instagram, I kind of pepper it with like, you know, handwritten Bible verses sometimes. And I just try to, I, consistency is hard for me. So that's like an area where the Lord's been really working on me this year. It's very easy for me to just jump on and, you know, and share my heart. It's harder for me to be consistent and ordered. Mm-hmm. So that's an area where he's kind of taken me under his wing this year with the readings of the day. So, well, thank you for that, Tammy and listeners. All of Tammy's information is in the show notes. So please go look for it there. Thank you again, Tammy. It was a great conversation. Let's get growing and keep blooming. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Keep Blooming. Tune in every Wednesday for a dose of hope and encouragement. To be the first to know about my upcoming retreats and latest offerings, become an email subscriber at LizMontignyCoaching.com. Have a wonderful week and remember to keep blooming.